Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I'm opening up the doors to my Elevate Mastermind. Elevate is a high-touch mastermind for creative entrepreneurs looking to grow and refine their business with support and accountability at each step. Every single month, we have group coaching calls where you'll be in the hot seat to get feedback on your business. You'll have private coaching calls with me one-on-one to dig deep into your business and a Facebook community of support to get your questions answered as you take steps towards building or elevating the business of your dreams. You'll also have access to me every single day as your back pocket business coach via Voxer, which is a walkie-talkie app, or through email. Past students say that this is like business therapy for them. If you want help elevating your business to the next level, be sure to check out Elevate Mastermind. I'll have the link in the show notes down below. Fill out the application and we can chat over a no-pressure discovery call to see if it would be a good fit for you and your business in this season. If you have any questions at all, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at K, and I'll chat with you there. Now on to today's podcast episode. Let's dive right in. All right. Hi, guys. I am so honored to have Tracy on today. Um, Tracy was one of my coaches over this past year, and it has been incredible getting to work with her one-on-one. So I am super excited to have her on the podcast just to get to have a real-life conversation with you, Tracy, back and forth. But can you introduce yourself to everyone on the podcast real quick? Of course. I am a branding photographer and a business and mindset coach, as you already know. Gosh, I have been in business now for nine years, and the evolution of my journey has been quite interesting, to say the least. If you had told me nine years ago I would be where I am right now, I would tell you you were absolutely crazy, but I feel like that is the perfect experience, especially as a business and mindset coach, to reflect back to my own clients that anything truly is possible at the end of the day. My whole heart is in helping creative women entrepreneurs find success and success that looks like their version, not society's version or hustle cultures. And at the end of the day, we're all looking for that time and financial freedom, and that is my end goal for all my clients. I love that. And I can truly attest that you do an incredible job of helping people kind of get to that place in like their own unique definition of success. And I wanted to just dive right in really quickly right off the bat um, and ask you what have been some of the biggest mindset shifts that you've had to personally make to get to where you are today now, nine years later? I would say the biggest one is the fear of rejection. The biggest thing I've have to I have personally had to overcome is that um, worrying about what others think of me, worrying about that fear of judgment from others. I came from a very small, um, like town, hometown in Ontario, and just didn't do the things that I am currently doing in my business. And so there were so many things that would come up for me that it was like, who am I to do this? And what are they going to think of me now that I've done this? And are they going to want to still be friends with me? And just everything that naturally comes up. So I'd say being okay with having other people judge me at the end of the day. And if they decide to judge me and they don't want to be friends with me, being okay with that too. It's been nine years in the making. I'd say like only within the last year and a half have I really solidified that belief that I'm okay when other people don't like me and other people don't, you know, but want to follow along with what I'm doing. So that's probably been the biggest one, of course, taking, you know, seven and a half to eight years to really nail that belief down. It's a testament, but that's probably my biggest one. And then other mindset shifts. Oh gosh, I feel like there are so many, but a lot of it stemmed from my childhood and like my upbringing and just being from a small town. Who was I to be 
this creative entrepreneur, this thought leader, this person who had, you know, make, was making this amount of money even, right? Like financial goals were so hard for me to, I don't know, not necessarily commit to, but just to like work towards achieving because again, I just had this, who am I to do this? Who am I to do this? And so everything rooted in my childhood of being from a small town, everything that came up for me there, that was probably the the biggest thing I've had to shift. And so it's like, who am I to make six figures? Who am I to be, uh, you know, an entrepreneur even? Those were the biggest ones. And then once I could get there, that's when I started to see like that path unfold. Oh, it is possible. And I took a couple more steps. And then there are like so many layers to the human experience. But I'd say at the end of the day, those are like the biggest shifts for me that really allowed me to do so much in my business when I could let go of those two things. Yeah, what would you say is some of your like, first steps, I guess, to just noticing that was something that was blocking you from like the success that you could see. And what were some of those first steps that you took to dismantling those beliefs to allow you to kind of almost be free of them, become as successful as you have over the last nine years? Because I know if people can see where you are today and be like, oh, I'm kind of at the beginning, like I, I recognize that I have a little bit of that, like holding me back but what should I be doing now? Or what are some things that I can do now to start like letting go of that grip? Yeah. So the biggest ones for me, um, a big belief, I guess one I need to add in here is the need to tie my achievements to my worth. So I was not worthy unless I was achieving X, Y, Z. And again, tied to my wonderful childhood. And so I feel like the first step for me was actually nothing, you know, that's really exciting to talk about but I burnt myself out probably like more times than I can even count on my fingers and my toes <laughs> and finally I realized like something's not working and it was all rooted in like how I was feeling so once I was consciously aware that I was unhappy for a very long period of time and I was constantly oh, trying to impress somebody <laughs> of course it's probably my parents and you know we don't live in the same city even and so once I kind of realized that I was really unhappy and I was consciously aware of those feelings that's when I could start to like dive in and discover like why am I not happy what is going on here why do I no longer feel fulfilled in my business right going to a wedding I wasn't very excited about it backstory I started as a wedding photographer so that was a big moment of just what's going on here and so I think the very first step for me is being consciously aware of how you're feeling. And for me, the second step was journaling about it. My journal is my therapist. It <laughs> truly, I feel like I talk to it like it's a person and I write my deepest, darkest thoughts in there. And that was, it's always interesting what I feel like your hand writes. And I know it's kind of a silly thing, but I feel like the things that come out when you're just like writing and just free writing always surprise me. And I'm always having those moments of, ooh, I didn't know that I believed that. I didn't know that was there. And when I was able to dig into those feelings, that is when the next part of it could shift is when I'm in this feeling, what got me here? And then I can trace it back to, oh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about that. I was worrying about this. And so then once you can kind of get into what those thoughts are, then you can dig even deeper to like, why do I, why am I believing these thoughts? Where are they, where are these thoughts coming from? Why do I think them? Where, like, where did they, I don't know, start? How long ago? And once you get to that root cause, then you can realize, oh, 
you know, I experienced this all through my childhood. No wonder I feel this way. I'm carrying along some baggage that's not supportive anymore. And so those are truly the steps. And I mean, I think you can attest to this too. That's really what the work is as a client. And I do obviously all the same steps myself. And the first, definitely the first one is being aware of how you're feeling and being honest about how you're feeling. Yeah. And I can personally say that for a long time, I kind of avoided those feelings, I think, or avoided digging into them by doing more work. So I keep doing things to keep myself busy, kind of to not look at what the, that underlying feeling oh, of one, not feeling it or two, not wanting to like dig into it to figure out why it was there. And so for me, I've had a very similar experience of hitting burnout because I was continually like pushing myself and working, trying to like kind of almost like outrun those feelings. And for me, when the pandemic hit, it was like everything slowed down, everything quieted down. And so then I was kind of left with, oh, this is making itself very apparent and known because there's nothing else that I'm like busying my own mind with. And I would say that was kind of, I was aware of some of those underlying feelings, but I hadn't really dug deep into figuring out where they were coming from and like working through them almost until 2020 hit because I was then had kind of like the brain space in the time and was like forced to kind of sit with them almost a little bit and like really work through them. And I know that we've personally worked on just my money mindset in general. So one of those um, big shifts that you talked about was believing in yourself as a creative entrepreneur, as someone who was able to hit those like big financial goals that you had set. And I'm going to ask you, what would you tell someone who's listening about, or what would you tell someone who's listening who has doubts about their ability to quote unquote, make it as a creative entrepreneur, maybe because of they grew up in a smaller hometown, or they didn't see anybody else like them doing what they want to do now. Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so much here. First of all, I want to remind you that what you're thinking is just a thought. And it's not the reality. And I think that for a lot of us, we take our thoughts as facts, right? This is the way the world works. This is the way it is for me. I'd like, you know, I don't know anybody in my family who's been a successful entrepreneur, let alone a creative entrepreneur. Or maybe I do have people in my family who've been creative entrepreneurs, but they never hit success, right? All of these thoughts are truly just tied to beliefs. And so I think it can be overwhelming, but also really empowering to remember that at the end of the day, most of our thoughts aren't true. A lot of our thoughts are just rumbling around from the previous day and not only the previous day, but like our parents and then their parents. A lot of the stuff we believe, especially about money, has been projected onto us and it isn't the inherent truth. So I think that's the biggest one. And to look to the people who are achieving the financial success that you want to achieve and Instead of comparing yourself to them, which I know is way easier said than done, using that comparison to fuel you and see that because they did it, that means that you can do it too. They are your living, breathing, walking example. And so if they have options like coaching or teaching or mentoring or programs or education, learn from those people and learn how they did it instead of failing and faltering and, you know, walking that path of having to make your own mistakes. Sometimes it is just easier to learn from somebody else who's already done it. Obviously, there are like a million books on this too, but start 
diving into this stuff and like, where is this money mindset coming from? And then believe and know that it is, it's not a word, but you do have the ability to overcome it. I was going to say overcome a bull, but that, I don't think that's a word. So, but know that it's possible. I think at the end of the day to shift and change any external reality that you're experiencing being be money, being at money, being at success in your business, like all of it is changeable. It can all change in like the blink of an eye. Sometimes it happens really quickly. Sometimes these things are like deeper rooted, right? Like for me, it took a long time to even believe that I could maybe make six figures. Mm-hmm. Like that took me a long time to get there. And yeah. that's okay. Your path is your path and it's your path for a reason. But I think the biggest thing that we hold on to is that it's not possible for me. Right. And it's, but it is possible for you. It's possible for any human being on the planet of this earth. And so the things I feel like I did was, again, same steps I just mentioned before, be aware of where this is coming from and then learn and understand what a thought is, what a belief is, and that they're changeable. I feel like that's like a big part of it. Like you can change it. It might not feel like you can change it, but you can. Yeah. I love that. It's very true because we are so used to the chatter in our head or like just really those like deeply seated beliefs that they seem like they're just like 100% truth but the thing is we've chosen them repeatedly over and over again and it's it sounds very simple and not to say that it is easy to do but it is very possible to just like adopt a new belief and it might feel like it's not true at first but that's because we've been like trying to find evidence for so long of like why it's not true and if you do start looking for the evidence of where it could be true you're going to find people like you mentioned who they are actually like living and breathing examples of it and instead of comparing I think that's when you can be like okay I'm going to adopt similar beliefs as this person and hope that you are able to I think the biggest thing like you mentioned too is like being able to talk with them for me is a huge huge game changer of hearing what it is that they think like the beliefs that they do hold that are supportive of where they have gotten for me that has been huge in the past just from like personal experience like it's also one thing to maybe take a course from somebody that you know and I think it's an entirely different thing to actually meet with them and talk with them in person at a conference or something and it kind of is humbling in the sense of like they're they're just another person at the end of the day, you know, and they still have their moments of doubt as well. It's not that they're like this perfect example of a person who is like perfect at everything, like never messes up, like never doubts themselves. Everyone has that. And yet there's some people that are able to, you know, work with that and still get to the level that they're at now, despite whatever like fear and doubt that they've also had to probably overcome in the past. Yeah, exactly. And like at the end of the day, the tools are the same doesn't mm-hmm. matter what level you're at. The tools are exactly the same. The people who are, you know, seven-figure business owners and people who are six-figure business owners and people who have not even dreamt or think it's possible to reach six figures yet, wherever you're at, like the tools to get to where you want to go, they are the ones, the same thing. They're the same. They just repeat them over and over again. I feel like a lot of us have heard that saying like new level, new devil. And it truly is. It's like every time you step outside of your comfort zone, a lot of times you've got to do the inner work right? To kind of take our ego down a notch and remind it that like, we're safe. It's okay to step outside of your comfort zone, but your ego is going to try every dang way it knows possible to pull you back into those old mindset beliefs, those old patterns, because 
at the end of the day, your subconscious mind doesn't let you make yourself out to be a liar, right? Like you were saying, you, you can adopt a new belief, but right, like you've got to find that evidence that it is possible. She's doing it. She's doing it. She's doing it. And one of my favorite ways to do this too is a quick tool. I call it the life is a catalog exercise. And so I don't know what age range you're in here, but the Sears wish book used to exist when I was a kid and we would circle all the things you wanted around Christmas. And that's now how I kind of treat life. So when I see something that somebody else is doing or somebody else's way, somebody else is being or something tangible that I want, I'll signal to my higher beliefs. Yes, I want more of that too. Yes, mm -hmm. I want more of that too. Yes, it's exactly actually what I want. Like you, you've nailed it. Exactly what I want. And when mm -hmm. things show up that I'm not hoping for, let's just say, I reroute and I say, no, close. I, I like this, but not that. Or no, I don't want any more of that. I'm not in the energy. I'm not available for that. I'm not interested in this. Let's shift to this. This is what I really want. And just getting really clear on those manifestations and desires and goals and whatever you choose to call them, I think is so key. So that's my like favorite mm. exercise to do just internally as I'm going about my day, my life, I don't know, driving down the road and I see someone with a really cool, beautiful boat. It's a dream of mine one day to have a lakefront, you know, property with a boat. And I'm like, oh, yes, I want that. Instead mm. of that crippling feeling of oh, how I don't am have I it. ever going to get there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. That kind of ties into one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. And when you take that brave step and you go out of your comfort zone, say something does not turn out as you had hoped or it doesn't go as well as planned, probably because you haven't like gotten used to that level, right? How do you um, handle something that hasn't gone your way? Um, you kind of mentioned it a little bit of you're like, okay, I'm just rerouting. I'm getting to where I want to go. But what like advice do you have for somebody who is, try to go out of the comfort zone, but then they, you know, they're handling that rejection or that quote unquote failure. And it makes them scared to try to do that again. Yeah. I think the biggest thing to remember is let's not make this mean anything about you. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge because we will, that negative self-talk will pop right in and it'll tell you every reason, you know, the I told you so moments. I told you I was, it wasn't going to work and I knew and I this mm -hmm. and I that. And so when it doesn't work out, what I remind myself is this doesn't mean anything about me. I am still worthy. There, my worth has not changed because I, this didn't work out, quote unquote, because at the end of the day, I'll, I believe that it's always working out. So I know that's a tough one to be like, didn't go what, the way I wanted because there's still clearly something for me to learn. I've got to learn something else or the belief that I want to uphold isn't quite solidified yet. Right. So for me, it's okay. I'm not, I don't actually believe that I could do this thing. I'm really close. And, you know, the manifestations and the goals and things that I achieved, like I got close, but it wasn't quite what I wanted. So for me, I go back and I do more inner work. Okay. What is coming up that's telling me that I can't have? What thoughts, what ideas, what stories am I telling myself that this might not happen? Right. Because somewhere along the line, I deviated from that path. I was steadfast probably for a bit, maybe, and I took a couple steps left or right, and it's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. It just is what it is, and I just fell back into an old pattern or an old belief, an old thought pattern, whatever, and so it's okay. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I, you know what? There's this other little like layer to the onion that is my life, and I'm noticing that this is coming up, and then I'll work on that, and then I'll go and attempt to achieve that goal again, and nine times out of ten, I nail it. 
And so I think that's what it is. Like not making it mean anything about you. Like failure is just feedback. It's just an opportunity to shift and change and improve and like just figure things out, right? I think so many of us take these failures and we tie them to our worth and all of a sudden we're down another whole conversation for another day on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's Yeah. Yeah, I think that's huge. Don't make it mean anything. It's just is what it is. And then from there, seeing what other inner work needs to happen for you to believe that it is possible for you to achieve this goal. And maybe along the way, you just realized, oh, shoot, I didn't trust my intuition. I knew I should have done that, but I did this. Okay, Mm -hmm. next time when you launch it or release it or share it or go to achieve that income goal, you're going to trust your gut more this next time. Yeah, I love that. Learning from your failures, not taking it as like a bad thing, I guess. I I always try to think of it as just like a stepping stone is just like curving me back into the like right path that I'm supposed to be on. And, you know, if something didn't work out, chances are there's something I can do slightly different next time or something I can take away from it just to come at it even more experienced the next time I try it too. I had one previous coach actually tell me that it's helpful to do something every so often that you know you're going to be really bad at to kind of just help you get over that fear of failure too because a lot of people I feel like won't even try something because they're so scared of actually failing at it. That fear won't even allow them to even like take the tiniest step out and to try something new. And I used to only do things that I knew I was going to be really good at. And I've had to unlearn that to be able to, you know, try out new things in business and in life too. So I really love what you shared about that. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about burnout, which you mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation. Do you have any practical tips and tricks for any creatives that are going into a busier season in their business of how to just navigate it gracefully and kind of hopefully not end up at that place of burnout time and time again. Yeah. So I think honestly, um, the biggest reason that I burnt myself out was probably a lack of self-respect for my time, like a lack Mm -hmm. of respecting my time. So I think um, starting, if you aren't already respect your own time. So when you say and ask for, you know, I'm going to go have a bath, I'm going to have an hour of time to myself, honor that time honor that time that you want by yourself alone, doing the things that make you happy and content, and then realizing that life exists outside of your business. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one for a lot of us, right? And we blanket it and butter it up with, but I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And I I have been there. I have been there so many times. I love what I do. I love what I love what I do. I love what I do. And Mm -hmm. you can love what you do and not burn yourself out. That is possible. Mm -hmm. And for me, it came back to respecting my own time and just respecting myself overall, right? And increasing that like level of self-worth. And from a practical standpoint, asking myself, how long does this task actually take? Right? I think that's a big one for, you know, I'm obviously doing a lot of editing still as a branding photographer. And two, like how long does it take for me to send over a client's homework after a one-on-one coaching session? right? I'd give myself five minutes initially. And I'm like, okay, that that's no, it's not possible. It's insane. And so I was just sharing this actually with a client recently that doesn't it feel so much better to have two things on your to-do list and get a third completed instead of having four on your to-do list and only completing three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like less than 100%. like 
putting less on your to-do list and being able to accomplish more. It's heck yes, what a win. It's like a double win, right? Life is so great. But at the end of the day, both situations, you accomplish three things. But one makes you feel so excited. And the other one is just, again, I didn't do it. So burnout for me is rooted in those things. And then, yeah, looking at your calendar and realizing, okay, if I am, say, I'm going to go back to my wedding photography days, shooting a wedding on Saturday, on Sunday, I am wedding hungover. Like I can't physically, mentally handle much of anything. So like, I'm not going to put calling on my Sunday to-do list. It's not, no, never, but I did in the beginning. I'm going to be so excited to look through those images on Sunday. Sorry, love my clients, but I was so tired. I couldn't. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to call the images on Monday. And so I think setting a very honest schedule of what you know you're capable of based on how you feel, right? Like after a wedding, I was so tired. And even too, now as a branding photographer, when I have a brand shoot day, I back-to-back my sessions and I have three in one day, which leaves me pretty energetically drained and learning too a lot about myself. So uh, if anybody loves human design, I'm a projector and learning all these little things about myself and that I'm an introvert. I know that I'm going to be around three wicked, amazing people who are probably going to suck up all my beautiful energy Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have the energy to come home and get back to doing even more work. Like I cannot call the images from a branding shoot day after those three sessions. Mm-hmm. and expecting myself to ever be able to do that it just caused me to burn out and so I think being really honest like, what are you capable of based around your energy how you're feeling who you are especially as a woman what phase are you in your cycle that can affect so many of us I know for me for a certain part of it it's I just need office work there's no shoot days during that week mm-hmm. and it's empowered me so much another big thing is I'm a rebel at heart So I love having a day off in the middle of the week, right? Like at the end of the day, as a creative, we chose this for freedom, time freedom, being Mm -hmm. able to have this flexible, amazing schedule doing what we love. And so having that day off in the middle of the week just sings that message for me right back home. And I feel like such a rebel doing nothing all day long, whatever it is that I want to do, I make it so that I'm not allowed to do any work and I have you know, stick, stick, stuck to that that level of Mm self-discipline. And then I like bottle up all my excitement. So if there's something that happens on Thursdays, which are my day off, and I'm excited to get started in my business, I don't allow myself to do it until Friday or the following week. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I do love what I do, but I also love my personal life. Mm -hmm. I love having time off and love getting to spend time on myself because I think we get so wrapped up in doing what we love that we forget about ourselves. And yeah. then it's too late. And then, you know, so being aware too of what are the things that burn you out? What are those feelings, those sensations, those things that you can understand and realize, oh, shoot, I think I'm getting to a place of burnout. I think that's really important. A lot of my clients too, they'll incorporate like different rituals and routines in busy seasons. So not taking on external shoes. If you're a wedding photographer, just doing like engagement sessions and weddings and focusing on that. And then come fall, you can dive back into doing like lifestyle sessions and things like that. I think it's really important just to be really honest, I guess, at the end of the day of who are you? What energy capacity do you have after certain days, things, experiences? What do you need as a person, as an introvert? I need so much alone time. <laughs> like it's just frustrating but when I was honest and able to accept that this is just who I am 
business is so much better and I have not burned myself out in two plus years now. Yeah, that's amazing. I know that I have in the past put really high expectations on myself to just turn things around really quickly. I definitely, I don't know that I ever called on Sundays, but for me, a huge one was I never took double headers, which feels like very rebel to do or put a boundary in place, especially as a wedding photographer, because, you know, we only have certain quote unquote seasons. Um, but I would always, I just knew myself and I knew that I would not be able to show up to that second wedding at a hundred percent, you know, and I didn't want to just, I wanted my clients to have the very best, you know, and in my brain, I was like, yes, I feel like I, I used to tell myself I'm not losing out on money. I'm just holding a different date open and available for somebody else who I'm going to be able to serve a hundred percent. But I really want to encourage anyone that's out there, whether it's like putting boundaries on your shooting time, putting boundaries on your work hours, anything that makes you feel better and that honors like your level of energy on a like week, month, month basis. Don't be scared to do it. Even if it doesn't look anything like what you've seen anyone else do before. I feel like it's it's the best thing that you can do for yourself and your business of upholding that just personal boundary almost. I totally agree, right? It comes back to that level of self-respect, mm-hmm. respecting your time, respecting what you need. It's just, I don't know why or where it gets lost in our journey. And again, I feel like some, for me at least, it got lost in loving what I do. And it wasn't that I was consciously aware of it either. It just happened. And I just fell into my career and like just hit the ground running. And then backpedaling can feel really hard, like going, you know, against the current. But I agree with you fully. It is so important and it doesn't have to look like a nine to five or whatever anybody else's schedule is. Like for me as an introvert, I absolutely love sleeping in. Love it. It is my like my most favorite thing ever. And so I include lots of days throughout my week where I get to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Because it just serves me, and I love being done work before everybody else. So yeah. I make sure I'm done work before everybody else. I have, you know, four to six very productive, kick-ass hours throughout my days. So that's it. That's all this yeah. girl's got in her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the very same way. For me, being able to sleep in is huge. Of protecting that morning time, of not having to like dive right into my inbox first thing. Like that's huge, and I can tell when I'm in a season of kind of coming close to that burnout, when I start to do that again, mm-hmm. I have a habit of feeling like, oh, I have to check my email first thing in the morning. So you've had seasons where you haven't done that and everything has been fine and okay. And so I guess just like noticing the little things like that for yourself too is a great way to kind of check in just like throughout each year to see, okay, like how am I really feeling? How am I feeling about my schedule? How am I feeling about my workday? Stuff like that. Do you have different points of the year where you like check in with yourself or is that something that you do more regularly? Honestly, I check in with myself like almost on the hour. <laughs> I know it sounds insane, but like, mm. how are you that consciously aware? But it's, I'll ask myself almost all the time. And again, this has just become a thought pattern. This has just become a pattern of things that I do. This is habitual. Same as like making the bed and brushing and just being able to ask myself throughout my day, like, how am I feeling right now? You know what? I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm done work for the day. Does anything have to be done? No. And you know what? Sometimes I check out from work at like 2 p.m. And I don't make that mean anything about myself, my success as an entrepreneur, none of it, none of it, none of it. Because when I lean into that, the next day, oh my goodness, I got like 85 million things done. And I feel so much better. Like when I can honor that, you know, I'm tired, I'm checked out, I'm not interested in this task, whatever it is, that I think is huge. That helps me so much as an entrepreneur, just being able to like, let it go. 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like in the past, I thought that I would become complacent if I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself. And it's kind of crazy when you actually ease the pressure off yourself and see what you're able to like how much you do still have that creative spark and that creative fire and things do get done even if they maybe don't happen on like the timeline that you quote unquote are pushing yourself to hit they always still do get done like we do always have that like creative burst of like energy and motivation and but it's not there like 24 7 at least for me it's not and like I in the past have pushed myself to feel like there is or make myself work like there is but that it's never the work that I'm doing during those times where I'm just putting the pressure on myself to do it is never as quality as it is when it's like coming out of that like creative just like flow of energy I guess but just to just to wrap things up I feel like you gave people a very good just tidbit of checking with yourself like throughout the day not just like in the morning or not just like in the evening but check in with yourself and how you're feeling like as often as you possibly can. But is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with to kind of help them elevate their mindset on a daily basis? If you can get into it, I would honestly encourage a morning ritual more than anything. It helps you build your self-worth, your self-confidence. You are devoting time to yourself. You are giving yourself that self-respect respecting your time. Oh my gosh, a morning ritual for so many people that I've worked with has just absolutely changed the game because for once in their life, they focused on themselves and they tapped into what they really need to start their day, right? Like we want to start our day in the energy of this amazing, incredible creative entrepreneur that you want to be. And that person exists within you right this very second. You and her, him, they, whoever, it's the same. You're in the exact same physical body. The only thing that is different is our beautiful minds. So I think starting a morning ritual, if you don't already have one, is a crucial piece to a lot of my clients' success. Understanding and believing that you can change your thoughts, you can change your reality, you can change what you believe. It is all changeable and it can be easy. I think we make a lot of these things that we want to do hard, Mm -hmm. right? And that almost makes it more worth it. Um, when we make them hard so (laughs) letting all these things that you know maybe have heard over the last you know a few minutes of us chatting before people you're looking to who inspire you like it's all possible for you too and it can be easy doesn't have to feel like an uphill battle gosh there's so many things when it comes to mindset but honestly morning ritual for me was an absolute game changer and just like those check-ins how are you feeling because your feelings are going to tell you everything they are your little messengers of where you're headed and the life you're living right now is a reflection how of how you felt six months ago one year ago yeah I love that this is all such great wisdom and I know that you have so much more that you share on a daily basis with people who follow along with you so where can people find you after this podcast episode yeah I'm typically on Instagram every single day except for my Thursdays off I try to keep off of there and the weekends mm-hmm. um, but I'm at Tracy Jasmine T-R-A-C-E-Y dot J-A-Z-M-I-N of course I have a website and all the typical things all of us creative entrepreneurs do but Instagram is my favorite place to hang out awesome and I will have that linked in the show notes I love how you say Z as in Z because that's what my parents say too because they're from India and I always I love hearing it every single time but thank you so much for being on the podcast Tracy it was an absolute honor to have you on and I'm so excited for everyone to take a little bit of this wisdom and like the little nuggets fold in here and hopefully apply it to their daily life me too thank you again 
If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full-time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. If you're loving this episode, I would love for you to swipe a page or two out of my free resources library. I have a free class all on the systems you need to quickly grow your photography business. I cover three key systems that you need in place to be able to grow your business and triple your wedding bookings and go full time in less than one year. I also have another quick little freebie just for you. I am letting you swipe my booked wedding client questionnaire. Um, whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book, and it sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, um, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience, and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to manaliphotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies, and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business. Whenever I have a wedding client book, I always do a little happy dance and then personalize their client experience with this questionnaire. It gets me all of the details that I need right up front, right when they book, and it sets me up not only to figure out what sets me apart from other people in the market, figure out more details about them and personalize their wedding experience, and help start planning out their engagement session and more. Be sure to go to manaliphotography.com or see the show notes to grab either one of these two freebies and I can't wait to see how it helps you grow your business.